Ladies and future boys, welcome to the School for Wayward Nerds. The only podcast that knows the only plural of beef is beeves. Crunch, crunch. <laughs> that was so well done. Mm. My name is Toby Apollo, and if you tuned in last week, you will know we are making our way through the Judas Contract, the, uh, what, what would you call it, the the Watchmen of Teen Titans, even that doesn't work. Not really. It's, it's the biggest story that the Teen Titans and Deathstroke have. Mm-mm. It's their Dark Knight Rises? Oh, sorry, Dark Knight Returns, maybe? Yeah. It's, it's their map waypoint. Hmm, it's the definitive. The end. The it's not the end. <laughs> it's well, like this 20 is the, years ago. This is the end. Oh, no, it's a this contract. Yeah. Because we did the first two issues last week. Yeah, at any rate, um, listen to last week's one first, I guess. My name is Toby DePaul. I mean, you could listen to this one first and then go back and listen to that one, but you're going to be real confused yeah. and I'm going to judge you. Yeah, parts three and four are the original and then one and two are just prequels. We'll do it. You can do it Star Wars style if you like. No one's judging you. I'm joined by my co-host and producer, Kyle. Hi. Um, do you remember where we left the Titans last week? Uh, wasn't there a big reveal of some description? They're, they're all captured oh, yeah. at the hive base. Except for Dick. Yeah. Who's not technically a member at this point. Technically. Yeah. Um, alright, so we will pick things back up at book three, which is called There Shall Come a Titan. Wet break. Mm-hmm. Uh, you open with a page of refresher, which is probably good, <laughs> coming into a new week. Dick Grayson is... Talking to the lady who appeared at the oh, end yeah. of the last and one. His wife. Yeah, it's Deathstroke's wife. He's like, You come in here, you come in past the Titan Tower security, you tell me I am Robert and Terra is a villain, you're dressed a bit like a gypsy, and you got a silent sidekick with mutton chops. You come in here on the day of my daughter's wedding. Yeah, he, he ain't having none of it, and I respect that because why would you? She barges in very, like, young and the restless, being like, I am the wife of the villain, and here's a bunch of exposition, and he's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Adeline pulls up a chair and tells the story of Mr. The Terminator. Yay! I do like that. Like, I respect everyone in this scene, because Dick's like, you can't just come in here just spouting shit with no evidence or proof or any reason to be here. And she's, like, not listening to him, just pulls a chair out of the rubble and sits down, lights mm. up a cigarette, and goes, sit down, kid, we're going to store time. <laughs> I'm sorry, the cat Stop feeding the cats! <laughs> they're just going to munch. <laughs> but they're so cute. Oh, my lord. Alright, so, this issue is a lot of, like, key moments. Um, you know, we have death strokes first attempted an origin story and we will see later the first appearance that's already on the cover of the issue technically um but we start with um slade wilson is in the korean war Mm. the war in korea Mm. Mm. that is where it took place yep um he lied about his age to get in uh he was an army legend when like after the fact when he attended a place called camp washington uh, the woman in charge of his program was there is called Captain Kane. 
which we later see turns out to be Adeline. Okay. I'm serving in the military and being called Captain Kane. I wonder about Colonel Kane and his daughter Batwoman. Mm. Like whether that's just like a reference or a deep cut of her origins, I don't know. But I liked the the detail about that. Do you think they're actually linked though? Well, I don't know. Well, this came way first. They, yeah. they might have just done like a callback to put her related to Deathstroke and then just never done anything with it. Just a weird little offhanded reference. Hmm, interesting. But Kane's are like a very rich-ass family mm. in Gotham, so I feel like it would have come up by now, but I don't know, just a weird little touch. It is. Small world kind of thing. Um. Anyway, he graduates this camp with honours, Um. you know, but he's also, you know, got the teacher in love with him, so I don't know if he's actually earning that. Mm. Um, after graduating, he runs into his old war buddy, Wintergreen. Eventually, Wintergreen becomes the best man at his wedding with Adeline. Mm. Uh, so Slade goes off to Vietnam, and Adeline stays home to have their first son, Grant. Kai, you remember I brought him up earlier in the first he week because he was. No. Oh. Grant is the Ravager. Um, he was the dude that appeared in issue two of the new Adventures of Teen Titans. Working with Hive, they made him oh, strong, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, the yeah. strength thing like rapidly aged him and he died. Yeah. And Deathstroke's taking up his contract. Um, yep, so after Vietnam, we've, he got Captain america mm. which is a verb. Uh, he got super serumed by the military. Uh, it made him sick for a while, but eventually he gets it all together. Like, he's sort of put on discharge until he can live properly, because his body takes some time to get used to it. Like, some days he'll be super strong, and then other days he'll be, you know, like, comatose practically. Yeah. Wear himself out. Well, that's... On multiple occasions, we've heard that, like, the fact that it works so well on Steve Rogers is, like, bonkers. Hmm. Yep. Um, so, you know, while he's on his leave from the military, Adeline has their next son, who is Joseph, the Sideburns. Oh, okay. I knew, I knew Sideburns was a son of some description. Yeah. Um, and they also, I think, have a daughter later, but she doesn't appear in this one. Rose Wilson. Sure. Um, when Wintergreen is captured by the Vietnam Army, uh, Slade goes out to save him without the Army's permission. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's discharged for what he did. For going against orders. While Adeline's telling this story, she offhandedly questions how strong their bond was, which I could read into pretty hard as you read this book if I wanted to. Because they're weirdly close. Yeah. At some point, Wintergreen says that they served under like this one asshole general together. Yeah. But I don't know if that makes you such an unspeakable bond. Maybe. Especially with a dude with such a um, strange sexual history. Often, very often, this isn't comic book, this is just fact, a lot of like pedophiles we've seen in history and serial killers and stuff mm. often were victims as children or when they're younger, like when they're lying about serving in the military being 14 years old, working with a much older mustachioed man. Mm. But, you know. There's not as much evidence there in this book, so I'll leave it. I'm just saying, Deathstroke is a horrible deviant man. So it's hard not to try to connect dots the entire time you're reading this book. 
Yeah, well, maybe you're looking for dots, so... Yeah, well, I got Adeline sitting there smoking in Times Tower being like, my sick pedophile husband had a mysterious bond with that older man. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, after being discharged by the military, Slade Wilson became an incredible hunter. Uh, you, you know, he's, he's wearing the funny hat with the zebra headband on it. You know, he dressed in yellow. He looks like the bad guy from Tarzan. Yeah. Hanging around. He doesn't have an eye patch yet, obviously. Um, you know, he going around shooting rhinos or something. Yeah. Um, he teaches his son Grant about guns while John, well, Joseph becomes an avid musical boy. Mm. He likes to sing a song. He'll play a piano. That's pretty cool. You do all the things. It's cute that they have like a weird, good little nuclear family going on. Yeah. They live in the suburbs, man. It's weird. Gross. Rich people suburbs with suburbs. Um, and Slade would host these big parties in his suburbs house with uh, rich international fellows. Adeline thought they would be talking about hunting or some shit when he stays, when one of them stays late and they sit in the parlor and talk all night. Mm. Which again... <laughs> Is either him organizing contracts as a bounty hunter, but also potentially something else, as his history seems to keep pointing they're, out every damn time. They're just spending time together. Now, now, wife, don't disturb me while I'm with this mysterious man in this soundproof room for hours tonight. Also, do you happen to have any handcuffs? Do you have any condoms? <laughs> 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 I don't. I don't want to see Slade Wilson going over to the shopping list, magneted on the fridge, and just writing condoms on it. I hate that mental image I've just done. <laughs> that fucked me up. Oh. Lost my place in my notes and everything. Um. Yep. Yeah, so this is what their life is now. You know, post military, and it would be that way until one night when three dudes bust into Adeline's house while Slade and Grant are away. Mm-hmm. I think Grant's at military school at this point. Um, they kidnap their other son, Joseph, to get to a man named Deathstroke. Mm. He's being taken hostage. Uh, and this is when Slade has to reveal to his wife that he is the big orange bounty hunter himself. She's like, hey, they just took our kid demanding to see Deathstroke. And he's like, oh, yeah, my bad. And she's like, okay, I guess we're going to go save our kid. And he's like, well, yeah. Yeah, I would love to be a part of that conversation. (laughs) So, the man who kidnapped his son wants the name of whoever hired him to kill a Ugandan colonel, who the hostagee, the kidnapper. Right. (laughs) Yeah, um, he used to work for this guy who's being killed by Deathstroke, and he's like, I want want to know who... Killed my friend. Yeah, because you're just, you're a bounty hunter, you don't do that shit for yourself. Yeah. Who put you out onto it. And we both who, know... Who write in your checks. Yeah. And we both know that you can't sell out your clients, Kaya. You know, Philip Marlowe told us that. Yeah. Um, anyway, they they are about to cut his son's throat. When Deathstroke kills all these dudes and their henchmen and all that, while bragging about how he is better than any other man ever could be, because the serum worked and he's a great gunsmith and fucking he's dicks out all the way out to that fence. You know, he's... Mm. Doing his arrogant nice shit. Yep. Uh, the kid gets a little cut and is left to mute forever. <laughs> well, that's not great. And th- this is the shit, like, this is why I feel like Slade Wilson is a dud at all times. 
you can't you can't just be there just saying like I can stop all of you so fucking easily because I'm so great and they maim your son and he's like yeah but only a little bit like I, I don't know I think if you cut someone's throat enough that their vocal cords are severed it's, it's enough to it's enough bit. to I don't know break his windpipe or some shit I don't that's, know that's a lot of it he's like yeah but my secret's safe and I saved our kid and Adeline's like what the fuck dude. A little opera singing son is a mute now because you think you're better than you are. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I would look that that dinner conversation is. I'm sure dinner was quiet because in the evening after the fact. Oh no! For a few weeks after the fact, he doesn't visit his son in hospital, and Adeline's like, "He's doing fine, by the way," and he's like, "I'm sure he would because I saved him," and she's like, "You're a fuckwit." And she goes to shoot him in the head. His reflexes are just enough for him to almost dodge it. Almost. He loses his eye. I mean... The famous eye patch. Look. Comes from being a slightly worse parent than Al from Married with Children. Look, I'm I'm not one that, you know, condones physical violence. However, some cases it might be necessary. Hmm. This is one of those cases. Now shoot him in the other one. I feel like he wouldn't have such a big fan base if people read his most famous story arc. Mm. Imagine being like everyone really likes The Dark Knight Rises. Honestly, it's kind of a similar thing. But you read it and it's like, oh, he sucks and he's old and he's violent for the sake of violence. Yeah. Which is literally Dark Knight Returns. And it like misses the mark, I guess. It's like, I don't know how this is overlooked. It's, it's, it's weird, you know. Um, and now now we have his origin stuff out of the way. We cut back to Dick. Mm-hmm. Um, Adeline knows the location of Hive because she's been, like, doing espionage on her husband who didn't notice someone was doing espionage well, on I mean, him. She, she was she's taking pictures of him well. out of a fucking helicopter. Yeah. If, if you can't hear a helicopter, you ain't a good fucking smart man. <laughs> Well, he lost an eye, so... So he can't eat helicopters anymore. <laughs> Clearly that's how that game works. Um, so so she's like, I got all the information on Hive, and Dick needs to move on it to save his buddies. Trouble is, he's not a Robin anymore. Mm-hmm. So he goes and wraps his ankle that got all fucked up in the first part of this episode. Where he jumped out a window. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't technically jump. He was thrown out the window, but, you know... But strategically. Yeah. Yep. Um, and he pulls out an old briefcase. And he gets reflective in a way that's really exciting to read. Like, this is the sort of shit proving Marvel Wolfman's a good writer. And this is a good Teen Titans story. Um, yeah. He's he's not... It's it's not like Kathy Kane explaining how she feels about the bat symbol, but it's up there to me. Mm-hmm. It's one of those good key moments where it's like, this is why this guy is a role model. Um, he talks of all the people who have inspired him over the over the course of things. Kaya block your ears because Coriander taught him to be more than just Batman's sidekick. And I, I know you're Team Babs all the way. Look, I'm not against Cory. I think her name is stupid. Because her name's Coriander. Yep. Yep. I think her trying to touch his bits is stupid. I know you think that. But I'm okay with her, like. Inspiring him to be more than just... She's why he left the Robin mantle. 
Mm. Like she did inspire him to branch out. Mm. I still think so. We can be thankful. Person that should look at his bits as Bob. Okay. Babs's bits. Yep. So she inspired him to be more than just the shadow of the Batman. And Batman is also an inspiration to him for showing a scared young boy to be a good man and a cunning detective, which we've seen a lot of his detective in this arc. Um, you know, he thanks his parents for the early days of acrobatics and, you know, giving him the morals that he has. Uh, and Superman for his selflessness. Mm-hmm. You know, he always respected uh, Clark for not being as much of a miserable shit as, as Bruce. Well, and, you know... Which fits Dick Grayson's personality a lot more, really. Yeah. Um, so he dones his admittedly goofy, acrobatty slash evil Knievel jumpsuit and mask. I love it. And Dick emerges as Nightwing. It's such a stupid outfit. For Coriander, he's not going to be a Batman-related character. For his parents, he's going to wear the acrobat suit. Mm-hmm. Which I always love that detail in the New 52. They have his parents... Like, it shows the origin, and they're clearly wearing the old-timey Nightwing outfit. You know, and he's naming himself Nightwing after Flamebird and Nightwing, the classic Metropolis characters. Not Metropolis, sorry. Uh, Krypton. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, the other one. Yeah. I'm just coming out of that shit. Fuck off. I'm doing fine here. Half of these aren't even notes. Oh, dude, I'm... Look, neither of us are doing pretty hot. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so we now have Nightwing. Kaya, the page reveal is a a bit disappointing. Um, Because, not because of his dumb outfit, because the build-up kind of makes it feel good anyway. It doesn't matter. But um, it's because it's the better of the two. Because Joseph also puts on his hero outfit. Uh, Feel free to pause while I dig around for my screenshots. Okay. Yep. No, I got it. So, we also get the reveal of Jericho taking up half of our fucking Nightwing page. And he looks he looks like a more flamboyant Prince Adam from He-Man. Oh, nice. But with stupider hair somehow. Oh, nice. That's our Nightwing reveal. Tainted. Tainted, I say. Oh. Oh. Yeah, he's not... It's not great. No, he sucks. I fucking hate Jericho. He's, he's wearing like a little... He, he's got skin-tight pants on. They don't look as good as Nightwing's. He's wearing leggings and a fucking vest. Yeah. He looks like he's going... He's gone to a Ren Faire. Yeah, he, he's, but... he's Ren Faire from the belt up and fucking Jazz aerobics from the fucking belt down. That's the best description! That's exactly what it looks like. But also with mutton chops. Real bad mutton chops. Which, it was bad in the time of the book. I don't understand. They're more that 70s show than 1985. Mar- Marvel's bringing them back. I guess. He's like, I miss the mutton chops. Yeah. So, Nightwing's like, you're just a, you're just a dude. You, well, you can't come. <laughs> but um, Slade's altered genes, uh, in, you know, they affected his son. Because mm-hmm. you remember he was... At his wavy super serum time when when uh, the boy... He was discharged. Yeah. Joseph, sorry. When Joseph was born. So he has... Well, picture dead man but alive. He can control other people. Mm-hmm. You know, he does the possession thing. That's pretty helpful. Yeah. And I got, I got tripped out here because Adeline calls her son a mutant. 
I'm not. I'm not surprised because she's being rude. No, but that's a very Marvel term. It is. Like, there's no mutants in DC no more. It's weird to see anything that isn't a metahuman. Yeah, that's true. Because that's that's our fucking slang for it now. Because Marvel pretty much owned the term mutant. Yeah. It's so fucking weird to see it pop up in this book. Yeah. It's, it's I know it's like semantics watching... and whatever, but it's like, ugh, I, don't, I don't know about that. Like when I know he's Captain Marvel, but when you see someone call Shazam Captain Marvel in an old book, yeah, it does hit you different. You're, you're like... Oh yeah, right? Mm. It's weird, because that lasted all the way up to the DC versus Mortal Kombat game. He's That's, labeled as Captain Marvel that in is, that. Yeah. But I mean, it was weird probably back then as well. I don't know how strict it was because I've read like old ass detective books from the 70s and 80s that have ads for like Spider-Man books in it because there wasn't as much of a beef back then. Yeah. I suppose. I don't know. I, I, feel, I feel like there to... always used to be other brands. So there probably wasn't as much of a direct competition between Marvel and DC. You also eventually have Image and IDW and Dark Horse. I guess Horse it's just like Fawcett ebbs and... and waves as to like. I guess. How they're feeling between the two of them. Yeah. It might have been part of their amalgam deal, like they would advertise other people's books or something. But, yeah, when she's like, your son's a mute, my son is a mutant, I'm like, rude, but also what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, issue three ends with the emergence of these two new titans um, heading out to save the rest of the roster. Kai, how do you feel about this issue? Um... It's not bad. It's mostly origin, but yeah. we also get Nightwing here. And I'm fine with the origin stuff because it just shows to the core that Slade Wilson is just an arrogant fucking dweeb. Yeah. He just he want he's exactly the type of dude who reads gun magazines and wears a camouflage hat. This just just while he's going to like Burger King. Uh, but and that's the thing, like they try and give him redeeming factors throughout, I mean, but it ends up shooting him in the foot. He sells books, though. Like They're going to try and justify him, but at the core, underneath all that fancy covers, that cool scale armor he wears, visually, he's a cool-looking character. I get it, but the second you start to research the guy There's it is substance. nothing yeah there's nothing but like ugh. he's a greasy awesome awful person i was gonna say um we're writing him out why are you saying awesome awesomely bad yeah, yeah. so show t- showdown time here we go let's go we're, we're going a hive this one's called very creative the finale Part ah, four. I never would have guessed. I like how I like the names of this. You got the eyes of Tara Markov, which is a fun name, and then yeah. you've got the betrayal. I'm like, oh, spoilers, and also what, what the fuck is one word, and then you've got there shall be a titan. I'm like, oh, here we go, and then it's like finale. I'm like, oh, fuck, <laughs> it's alright. Obviously, they took turns naming you. You come up with the first name. All right. I'll do the second one. And then he forgot so to great. do it until like I'll the day the off. He's like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> Just write it in. Okay. Um, this one was an annual. So it, you know, had like twice the page count, which is cool because it also makes it feel as dumb as it sounds bigger. Yeah. There's a bit more room to play. I, I, I don't know. It feels bigger, which is dumb because it's actually a bigger book. But you can feel it even in the moment. 
Um, well, so, I mean, it's the, the finale. I know. They, they go out with a bang, which is cool. Um, we started um, with a page of came commotion as the purple-robed hive agents scurry around their little honeycomb hideout when the announcement goes out that the show's about to begin. Yeah. Um, the next page is a nice big double spread of the Titans all bound to this huge gold mech-looking fucking thing. And it would be a very cool splash page reveal, you know, like, hey, welcome to this issue kind of thing. But Slade is there. I mean, yeah. Throwing out harsh, like harsh, very on the nose flirts to Corey, a teen Titan. The quote is, I don't don't know how he sounds and I can't do impressions, but I'm instinctively going with my gut here. You know, it's a shame an exotic beauty like you has to die. We could have made magnificent lovers our well. Magnificent lovers. Fuck me, Deathstroke got that Epstein, man. That's the he, he flew to the high fight out in the Epstein plane. Oh. Oh, this fifty-five-year-old man talking to teenagers, I hate it. Oh. Now, I also want the dude who voices um Carl from Aquatine Hunger Force to voice Deathstroke now. Yeah, no. So I always hate that as much as I hate him. I know it works. It fits him better than any real one. Um, so we've got Donna Troy. Yeah. She's up there in the power-absorbing device when she asks Slade, what are you doing hunting heroes? Like, honestly, we're above your pay grade a bit. Which is true. And he agrees, because this is real Deathstroke, not the, like, current age. Let's just make him invincible and have him fight Wonder Woman and shit. Mm. But he talks about how Ravager... You know, died on the contract getting the Titans, and he's continuing it, you know, yeah. to honor his kid, which is fair. And then he talks about his new assistant. And this is when Tara, or Tara Markov, steps out and reveals that she too is a baddie. Bum, bum, bum. And I fucking love this little detail, right? You know, she's bad because while she's taunting the heroes, she lights up a cigarette. <laughs> Teenage smoking. Could there be more villainy? I just love that detail. It's like, yeah, I'm a bad guy. Fucking, fucking lighter. Take a puff. See? I'm going to bye bye your laws. It's just such a cute little detail. It's like, that's exactly what Tara would do to look badass. I like to think she was coughing so hard between panels. It's like, yeah, that's right. I'm bad. Hang on a minute. (laughs) Yes, I am the villain. Like to think that was her first attempt at smoking that that one time. No, they they had a conversation previously, and she's like, "I don't think they're gonna take me seriously." Here's a bag of cigarettes. Everyone knows these, these are candy cigarettes. It's fine. <laughs> just do your best. Yeah, I just I think that's such a cute detail that they gave her a cigarette. It's so dumb. So after she teases them a bit, Slade goes to leave. He's like, "Well, my work is done," and a hive dude is like. What, bro? No, what about Kid Flash and Robin? And and Slade is like, well, Flash isn't in the Titans anymore, so I don't have to get him. And Robin, yeah, I'm I'm getting to that. I've got a guy watching him. He's talking about Wintergreen. And this is why I think Deathstroke sucks (laughs) at the core. Because everything is half-baked. He's like, yeah, sure, Kid Flash is out. That's fine. He's not... He shouldn't be part of that contract. He's not a member. I don't think that's how... 
it works though. If you have a contract to like, yeah, but if you're going after the Avengers people, and that includes everyone who's ever been in the Avengers, that's half the fucking Marvel universe right there. But that's but that's what I'm saying. If when the contract was written, you've had to catch the Titans as they were, then Look, it includes all of them. All right, like just saying, he's wimping out. No, I think that one's fine because it gets worse when he's like when he doesn't know Robin is not a Titan. He says, "I got a guy on that." So he doesn't know Dick Grayson's left. And he just didn't hand over Grayson and hoped no one would notice. He's like, look, my work's here is done. It's like, what about all the shit you didn't do? He's like, yeah, I'm getting to that. You're a fuckwit. Oh, I forgot this assessment had a due date. Oh, I didn't think anyone would notice. I forgot Robin. God, he sounds like a Batman movie director. Look, they remembered him. Put Robin Slightly. in a movie, you fucking wimps. They have, kind of. I'm not, I'm not... There was a man named Robin. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> fucking you Robin Blake. love it. Yeah, I repressed that shit. <laughs> they put in a Robin, uh. air quotes, because his name is Robin, not his, you know, status. Fuck Nolan, man. Anyway, well, thanks for bringing that back up. Look, if you want me to make it even more sad, they're playing that trilogy in the cinemas at the moment. I don't care. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we have cinemas. Take that. Alright. So, Deathstroke's a hack. Sure, he has, like, six skills and whatever, but it's my... You can't count a bunch of kids. Well, this is my... Yeah. And he no, and he's like, yeah, I've got Wintergreen looking for him. So he's aware that he didn't hand Robin over. Well, yeah. It's like I'm stalling for time by trying to leave with my money. Do do do. Like, but this is my first impression of the guy. Mm. It's hard to not assume he's a doofus forever and always feel that. You always carry your first impressions of a character with you. You know, like at the end of the day, the guy cannot buy a house within a mile radius of a school. Well, he can because no one's actually called him out on being, you know. Not enough people do. Exactly. Yep. So, while he's uh, doing that, we got Nightwing and Jericho, you know, entering the Hive building out in the Colorado Rocky Mountains. It's funny because he's got Wintergreen looking for Dick Grayson, can't find him anywhere apparently. Uh, And it's revealed he isn't looking um, because Adeline has him hostage. At gunpoint, she's like, look, we're buddies. We've, we've, you know, we've hung out on more than one occasion. You were the best man at my wedding. I need you to not look for this guy. And he's like, that's great. You can put the gun down. I get it. And he's, she's like, okay, just so you know. Don't worry, I'm just going to hold it here. Just, you know, in case. Um, so, you know, given where Nightwing is currently, I don't think he was going to find him anyway. Probably not. No. He explains how Slade saved him from the Vietnam prison. And he re- at one point tells Adeline that without her love, he became cold and unfeeling after she like left him. Which is weird to guilt trip a woman for leaving her killer husband that got her son muted, but you know. Well, that's, I'm like, look, again, I'm kind of on her side here. Yeah. I-, I like that this dude's like, yeah, without your, you know, human and touch. yeah, he became meaner. And it's like, are you making a, are you gaslighting this bitch for not staying with this terrible man? Fuck you, Wintergreen. Stop, stop probably touching Slade. <laughs> probably. 
the BDSM went the other way. Oh no. That's why Winter Green's like, I used to get to chain him up. Now he chains me up, Adelaide. Alright, so we jump back to Narwing and Jericho. And as much as I hate the mutton chops, like, I, Jericho looks terrible. It's not a great outfit. No, no. I would still love his abilities for shenanigans. He's a, you know, he stands tall in that sense. He catches, if he if his eyes meet with someone, they're, you know, they're done. You know, he catches the eye of a hive, hive agent and possesses the body and the agent immediately punches the shit out of the other hive agent next to him. And, you know, then he drops out of the hive agent. Mm. So he's standing around going, whoa, what the fuck was that? And then I just cold clocks him. <laughs> he's like, what just happened? Oh. Nice. Yeah. Jericho repossesses him now that he's, like, unconscious. Because that's the problem. That's that's the fault of Jericho's uh, abilities is the person he's controlling can still talk. So if they're unconscious, they can't blow his cover. That... that- it's helpful. I mean, yeah. So Nightwing puts on the other guy's robe, and they both go undercover and head into, like, the big, I don't know, the big complex where the Teen Titans are. Is it wrong that the entire time that you're talking about this, I'm just picturing the cocoon from Venture Bros? <laughs> Google the the 80s era hive and tell me it doesn't look like a fucking Venture Bros set piece. It's just because you keep talking about, like, B motifs. <laughs> oh, it's very the cocoon. <laughs> go, go look at it. It's just a honeycomb version of the cocoon. It's all purple and gold. It's fucking probably inspired. Um, oh, fuck you, Kaya. It's a lit- <laughs> The people at home cannot see my notes, but literally where my finger stopped to have a conversation. In these moments, Hive feels like a Venture Bros type of operation. Booyah! Yeah. So you can Google that while I say... The big uh, death event is postponed until tomorrow because the boss can't get in that day. Which, again, is very, like, stupid ventures bros shit. Yeah. You can't get a flight in or something. But that doesn't mean the day is over, though. Because um, the dude Jericho is controlling is starting to wake back up. And he is going to go, Hey, guys, I'm being possessed by a dude with sideburns health. Well, All right. That's problematic. So, no. <laughs> so, he's like... He can talk because he's not in a mute body. He's like, oh, Nightwing, it's slipping. And he's like, well, fuck it. And he d- There's a great panel of him just diving out of his robes, fist first into another fucking high fashion. Booyah! And, they, and he just starts, like, just jumping around pummeling dudes. He looks like an Arkham Asylum fight. Like, he looks like he's doing the free flow combat. Nice. It's, it's a- Button mash. It's, it's cool panel work. Like, it's, it's impressive for an 80s book. It would be even more fun if someone, like, got their head stuck in a staircase. I made your point. Yeah, you beat me to my point. It, another cool detail is when he swings at one that Jericho is currently in, because he's bouncing around too and beating up Hive dudes. And when Nightwing dives at that guy, he goes, oh, fuck that. And he gets <laughs> out and lets the dude just take it <laughs> and jumps into the next one. Um, it's, it, there's, like, a cool little fight there. I like it. I appreciate it. Um, unfortunately, though, Ruck, luck runs out when they run into Terra, who is, like, backstage. Hive is weird. <laughs> She's, like, literally just in, like, a storage area behind the big kilomajig. Well, she had to cough up her lungs after she smoked her She's She is back there smoking. <laughs> She's practicing. 
I will get this down. Um, and I will be a villain. And obviously she's a pretty fucking powerhouse, so she makes short work of these two. Um, they get captured pretty quick. And Slade's getting ready, like he's packing up all his shit to head out when they, f- when, um, you know, he's going out to go hunt down Dick Grayson. When he goes to leave, the high fellows are like, yeah, no stress, buddy. Tara found him. Just He was just over there. <laughs> he, was, he was just there. So she got him. And she pretty much, <laughs> I hate her. She makes me uncomfortable. She pretty much says she he can thank her with his cock. She's like, you can repay me with some of that stamina you saved by not looking for him. I'm like, stamina's gross. <laughs> I don't want stamina no more. And he's like, great. One less job for him, you know? Thank God I'm so tired all the time. Yep. <laughs> too tired fuck too, too tired for stamina um so he's like cool great our contract's done pay up hive <laughs> i fucking hate deathstroke he's such a dud and the hive agent just kind of like shrugs and tells him like the payment for grant was those powers we gave him <laughs> that was in return he had to get the titans and slade's like those powers that killed my son and hive guy's like yeah well see ya <laughs> We paid up front. <laughs> you didn't think to fucking ask me hunting them for literally 40 issues of Teen Titans in the background, and he was never asking that. He's not real good, is he? See? Do you see? Isn't that, like, you know... It's not at, very at professional the, to wait and go, like, so what do I get? At the end of you, don't you talk about, you know, what, what is my was, estimated salary? For a contract killer, I don't see much contract. Well, he contracted. He just didn't read it. <laughs> yeah, fine, fine print. Fine I love, print. And I love that every high agent is like the same, like robed, dark dude. Yeah. So they're all just henchmen essentially. And he's like, "What do I get?" And the dude's like, "I don't know, nothing." Bye. And just kind of like goes about his business and leaves Slade just standing there like an asshole. Nice. So Tara asks, being a better bounty hunter businessman than her. Lover. Um, she goes, well, can there be a bonus arranged? We've got this blonde dude as well, this new Titan. You, you want to throw us a bone for that at least? Um, and that's when Slade looks over and goes, hey, that's my... He thinks to himself, he does say that. He's like, hey, that's my boy. Um, and he demands, he's like, hey, that sideburns need to be freed. And Give me back the mutton chops. You know, he, he's not saying why until subtle old Taramuk <laughs> proclaims... Hey, that just looks like your son. I think that's your son. And Destro's like, great, fucking way to bury that lead. Um, so Hive is like, all right, well, all right, that's your, your kid. And we may, maybe they potentially feel bad about the first one. So they're like, well, what cost would you offer for the boy? They're like, well, you can pay us. We can, you can have him. We'll sell you back the other son, essentially. <laughs> I'll give you those superpowers. Well, they're like, the first boy. Well, it's like, well, he's not technically a member, so... If you want. <laughs> They're just like, we don't really care about this boy. You can do whatever. Um, and Slade stoically looks up at his kid. You know, he goes over there and looks up at him, trying to... You know, they're thinking, like... Is, is he waiting for his boy to say, thank you, daddy? Because he's not going to. No, no, no. He looks up at him, kind of like being like, what is my son's life worth to me? Like, he's going to have to make an offer. Mm. A monetary offer for his son. So he goes and looks up stoically like the badass he thinks he is to a person who you shouldn't make eye contact with, you fucking idiot, who's lived with him for presumably a teenage amount of years. 
Because he is a titan. It's like, oh, that boy, if you look at him, he can fucking possess you and probably escape the death trap he's in. I'm just going to go look at him. God damn it. Well, I mean, he helped him escape. He did. I don't think he did it on purpose. <laughs> All right. So, good work there. So, so immediately Jericho disappears from the cage and Deathstroke just slaps Terror right in the face real hard. Because he is now controlled. Um, and he's yelling about it, being like, oh, he possessed me, god damn it. it sh- I, sh- I should have seen this coming. Probably. Yeah. Um, he pulls a gun from his holster and fires it into the weird, like, Jack Kirby Orby power core of the machine. Which immediately falls to pieces, as it does. Um, it implodes, and we get this really big, cool, classic page of the Titan springing into action. And then you've got Cyborg, like, ground pounding the floor and just knocking henchmen off their feet. Starfire is a fire and her laser to reference a classic meme. Uh, Wonder Girl's flying around beating ass doing her Amazonian shit, you know. Honorable mention to Beast Boy who (laughs) flies like in in one panel he's zooming up as a little green bird and then like two panels later a fucking green tiger just lands on a henchman. (laughs) It's like, yeah, that was pretty cool. I liked that. That was good. Um, So Terra clearly not great with situational awareness sees Deathstroke screaming for his son to free him and not save the Titans and thinks to herself oh he's saving his son he cares more about his son than me he's a soft boy who doesn't love me I'll kill him yeah <laughs> yep. yep so she's that <laughs> so they fight a little bit so she's trying to kill everyone Nightwing tries to subdue her you know, shit everyone does, except for Beast Boy, or Changeling, or whoever you want to call it. Um, he loves this loudmouth, stupid, disgusting, bucktoothed bitch of a woman. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's fine. Each his own. Not this much. She continues to be a big old jerk-off, until she's about to crumble the whole damn mountain down on everyone. And that's when little Garfield does step in. And I say little, because she gets... A, fl- a little green flag it gets in her eye. Yeah. Yeah. Good um, work. Which is going to be disgusting for Changeling, right? Imagine being a fly and purposely, like, digging around and trying to get under someone's eyelid. Yeah, that's probably a bit gross. The old sacrifice on his part. Good for him. Um, that she flips out of that, and the Titans escape in her blind fury. The uh, mountain caves in on her head and her head alone. Um, and the Titans start looking for her in the rubble. Uh, Changeling believes Deathstroke brainwashed her and made her bad. And all the other Titans are like... Poor little Garfield. I know, and all the Titans are just kind of like hands on his shoulders like, sure, buddy. That's what happened, man. You bet. And eventually he's the one who finds her body. Yeah. So out of respect for him, her heritage of actual good heroes, like she's not the only one. Um, you know, and other heroes who didn't know the truth about her, she is buried in, like, a hero's grave. Yeah. And that's the end. Mm. The the life and death of Terra. What do you think about that? I mean... You could... Yeah. I do like the tragic cover-up of her death. And I think 
Changeling knows he's just like lining himself to feel better. Which I mean, because you can you can tell because... like it's it's well portrayed, well written, and well drawn. Like there's pain at a loved one lost. Yeah, but there is clearly another layer on top of it where it's like he's just denying so hard to, for his own sake. Well, and it's not like you know. It, it was, like, a immediate betrayal. Like, she had been oh, on their been team the for such a long time. She'd been in the books for two years at this point and been a member for more than half of that. Yeah. So... She was always the loudmouth prick of the bunch. But honestly, that would... At a certain point of reading it, that's almost a red herring at this point. Yeah. It's like, oh, that one's a scumbag. But, you know, then ne- that's never the case. It's but, kind of like a double fake. And that's the thing. We know it to be because we know how the story ends Mm. but at the time like they just thought that was who she was like and you know teenagers are usually bratty yeah so coming from the teacher of the school for wilderness just saying teenage girls avoid that it's such a good book (laughs) It, it has the tragedy stuff marked down it has so many cool moments of badassery we get Dick Grayson doing, like, detective work, which I'm always excited to see because we never get we actual detective detectives. Work. Well, I read detective over Batman, and we never get any crime solving in the movies. It's just Batman in an we, inaccurate suit punching things. We get a little bit. Not enough. There Not was, nearly enough. Yeah, we had we had Bruce breaking into the basement of... Um, Oh yeah, he Lex's pl- house. Yeah, and just put a, in a USB. put a magical USB that just takes all of his shit. Yeah, this, uh, that's a little bit. It ain't what I'm, it, it ain't what I'm chasing, and this covers that. You know, you get cool <laughs> fight scenes, you get good moments with all the characters. Seeing that, even the little detail of the rivalry between like Wonder Girl and and um, Starfire is cool. Yeah, it it just adds that extra layer of personality to everyone. That that stuff about Cyborg trying to bring his shitty little ghetto city back to the way it used to be and stuff. Like, he's like, if I abandon it, then I'm just proving the point. Yeah, you learn a lot about the characters a, and what their motivation and motives are. Yeah. And it it's very clear why they've stood the test of time. This wasn't the Teen Titans roster once. Yeah. Half of these characters, Cyborg, Starfire... Um, Raven, they were all added by Wolfman and the artist uh, George Perez. Um, originally it was like Kid Flash, Wonder Girl, and Robin. Yeah, Speedy sometimes. But ever like what they did with this series, you'll never see a different set of Titans. Not for a long time. No, they add Damien into the current run. I think Kid Flash is there sometimes, but. This is it. Yeah. This is the shell upon which all Titans teams will be based on for the rest of time. And you can see why reading this. It'd yeah. Be, it'd be cool to see, like, a proper live-action straight-up version. Kind of like how Shazam is for the New 52 Shazam I mean, series. We, we do have Titans, which is trying, and albeit I've only seen the first season, it didn't do poorly. No, it was good. But I would love to see this verbatim because it's cinematic. It covers every base. Yeah. It's such a good book. And it's why it's on every, like, best DC books ever lists. Yeah. 
You know, it's always this, at least four or five Batman stories, and, like, Red Sun Superman. They're always the staples. Yeah. But, you know... The and real- out of all those staples, I'm saying, like, Batman Year One... This is the only one that was perfect canon. Yeah. This actually happened in the series. I mean, Hush did that as well. And I think that's about it. Red Sun certainly isn't. Dark Knight Returns is technically an Elseworlds story. Killing Joke was technically an Elseworlds story. It did so well that they kept Barbara in the chair. But it wasn't written to be that way. Yeah. Kind of like... It was written like White Knight, which you remember. It was just like a little side project thing. Yeah, that's what I mean. We love Marion Drew. I love that excuse. Fuck. <laughs> we all about that life. Yeah. But you, you know what I mean? Like, this was the only one that was... It was just issues coming out. It wasn't special. It wasn't It wasn't originally a big hardcover. It was just issues. Yeah. And it's, you know, it grew to the popularity that it has. But... Based on its own merit. The, That's what the I mean. Main, like, the is... main point for why we did this topic, because, you know, if we do like to actually have a reason for what we put out... Mm. Is the fact that, you know, it's so common nowadays, particularly with the cosplay culture, to just, oh, I like the way this thing looks. Mm. And people don't have a lot of substance behind what they're putting out. Yeah, I don't think you a lot of people to... understand Deathstroke. But that's the thing. Like that's, I said last week, you need to he do had a your... blue suit. You he had a cool to... blue suit and no one no one knows. Just not enough people actually dig. But that's the thing. And I very much agree with you there. We I know because you keep talking over me. I'm so tired. That's fine. Stop talking over me. I'll put I'm gonna sit over here. Hey yeah. Um you know, a big thing at the moment is the whole fact of doing your research into things that you're representing and trying to put yourself behind. And sure I understand that like comics and movies and stuff isn't as important as some of the other things that are going on right now. But if you're going to sit there and dress up as someone, at least know who that someone is. You know, how many Harley cosplayers have we got out there that they're like, oh, I know everything about Harley. And then you bring up classic Harley and they're like, I don't know what that is. I saw a dude. I saw a post. I don't know if it was ironic. I hope it is. And it's like all these all these annoying Harley fans just know her from the fucking animated series. She was around long before that. I was like What? I don't even understand where he's getting that misinformation from. But and that's the thing, you know if if you like Deathstroke for your purposing of I like the character, that's fine. However, please be aware of the fact that it's a problematic character. On multiple levels, mm. you know. Yeah. Read a book. Even if they want to redeem him, at some point, don't like, don't defend him. Yeah. There's a reason that the Cosby sweater song by the Hilltop Hoods was really, really popular, and then immediately just a fucking peered because the that was just a poor timing on their half. I, I do feel a little bad about that. Yeah, I do. I do feel that must suck. <laughs> They're like, we've got it. We've broken the record. Oh, no. Damn it. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Homework time. Oh, okay, let's go. All right, um, here's a picture of purple and blue Deathstroke. Lest oh. we forget. Oh, yeah. Yeah, stupid. Um, okay, so my homework is literally, it says Jericho hijinks, which I'm assuming means what would you do if you had his ability? It's very limited because you can't, because people can talk. 
You know, like you can't just give yourself a car or something. So I can't possess my students and get them to punch themselves in the face. I mean, you can, but they're going to yell about it during. That's fine. All right. <laughs> I I maybe had a situation today where one of one of my rooms has curtains in it, mm-hmm. and so it's a rule that you're not allowed to touch curtains because Gems. small people and curtains usually mean the curtain gets ripped off the wall. Yeah. Um, and I was throwing a ball and it hit the curtain. One of the kids was like, you've got to give yourself detention because you hit the curtain. And I turned around and said, I'll just tell them that you did it. I had never seen a kid almost shoot themselves. <laughs> but my God, I was... And everyone's like, and they'll believe her because she's their teacher. And I'm like... Omnipotence. <laughs> wonderful. So yeah, I just, you know... At, f- at first, I was like, oh, that'd be cool. You could literally have everything be on the house, but then I remembered, you know, the talking part, so that doesn't really work. And I was like, well, then I would just cause trouble. <laughs> Immediately turns to villainy. Who is surprised by that? Um, the This is probably because we were out having bubble tea with another teacher. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was thinking about this book. We're collecting them. <laughs> I liked the idea of before they put the lid on the bubble tea, just possessing a dude and having him put his hand in it and just squeezing <laughs> the jellies really hard. And he won't know why he's doing that. And I'm not going to tell him. That's just a thing that happened in his life that will never go away. Just that one time he decided to beat the shit out of a bubble tea. And you know his the wife shift. is there like, what? why? Why, why the madness? Now so? they're going to think that you do that to everyone. Mm. Yeah, that- I hate that that was my answer, but it just happened naturally. I'm See, sorry. I'm really surprised that that's what you go with. You don't go with, you know, girls in short skirts bending over for a role. I feel, with yeah. all the deaths... A little, a little sexual deviancy. Well, because this book comes from so much death stroke, I don't really want to. He's put a bad taste in my mouth. Finally! Freedom! Yep. Okay, happy? Any final thoughts? Read your stuff. Do you feel any better about uh, stuff I yet? Her name's Corey Ann. God damn it. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen and future boys. I will continue tirelessly to get Kai to appreciate Starfire. She's fine. That's not... <laughs> that's the best I'm ever going to do. Um, okay, I have been Toby DePaula. I don't think I just said that. <laughs> I love the you just forgot her name. No, I was like, did I say that before I started talking about Corey Ann or not? Like, at, at any rate, I am here and I... My lights are on, but no one's home. The wheel's turning, but the hamster's dead. Then how is the wheel turning? Uh, batteries, I guess. I don't know. It is fueled by energy drinks and some broken sleep. I drool a lot on night shift. Ladybugs and germs. I have been Kyle. Thank you for listening. Research your characters. Because, you know, this is a bad example, but often you find some pretty cool shit. There's some great moments under every character's banner. You just gotta look for him. And on that note, class dismissed.